0: We're in a series called Your Best Christmas. Uh, And uh, personally, I'm calling all of us to have our best Christmas. I think sometimes when I ask you to do that, you immediately go into our beliefs of what best Christmas is. And we think best Christmas presents, right? Uh, Most money. Uh, If you think back, or if you watch Hallmark movies... Would you not say that best Christmas sometimes has to do with what you go through? What you experience? It's not always those greatest gifts. It's about perhaps people who have their lives changed. It's, it's when you expect nothing, but you realize that nothing is more than, a, than you might have had because uh, you have love and you have relationships. Am I right? Make me get all ooey and gooey on you right now, because I will. I'll go there. Um, but it's all about the Holy One. And let's just that Luke 2.35, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And we are discovering all of the things that go with this as we have done something more uh, orthodox. We have been lighting the unity candle. Every morning, my wife and I get up and we light a candle we read the Word of God, we pray, and I hope that you're using, perhaps you've used the unity candle, excuse me, you've used the, uh, the uh, Advent calendar that I gave you, and you are lighting the candle that I sent home with you, and you're praying, I've taught you how to pray. We've learned that this is a time to hear from the Lord, we're learning to hear from God. We've talked about the hope that we have through Christ. This Sunday, we want to talk about love. Uh, you know, some topics really tough to talk about. Love is not one of those difficult topics. How many know that love is a good thing? In fact, it's a wonderful thing. Everybody's saying, love is a wonderful... Okay, all right. So Today, uh, I've chosen a topic, you are loved. Look at somebody and tell them that, would you? You are loved. I'm looking at Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. Read this with me. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, powerful passage. We're going to visit some of Romans chapter 5. So if you have your, your Bibles or you have sermon notes available uh, in your newsletter, you can follow along in those scriptures. I've added a few scriptures uh, since I printed those out, but I, uh, uh, I, I want you to be able to take notes. I want you to use those notes as you study together. Uh, I love so much about the season. I love the lights. I, I love uh, the food. Uh, I love being in church. I love the Christmas musical that the children are going to do tonight. Uh, there's no telling what could happen in a kid's musical. Somebody, thank God, it's always amazing. I uh, have seen people posting memories of past children's musicals. Kids who just break out suddenly and start dancing. I mean, we we have some things over the years that could have went viral uh, if we would have posted them in in such a way. But uh, I'm excited about that. I'm overjoyed about the Christmas Eve services all day, the nine and the eleven worship gatherings, and then the Christmas Eve candlelight. I'm excited about all of that. I love that uh, all of my family will be together. Uh, I really, really love that uh, that uh, uh, Preston and Lindsay and Evelyn and Lauren and Felicia and Malachi will all be at my house, at, at our house, at one time, and we get to uh, eat and celebrate and open gifts together. I just love that. Anybody love getting your family together? Anybody love that? So, uh, so many things that I that I love. I mean, I love, but really, I I I love you know putting up my. Uh, our first Christmas together ornament on our tree every year. Anybody do that? So if you just got married, you can get one of those ornaments and hang it on your tree. And my wife and I have done that. Uh, Every year, we put our Christmas ornament, and she gives me a sweet little kiss, and we just look at each other, and then we go on about our business. But uh, uh, it's love. I also love love songs. Anybody love Christmas love songs? Okay. How many know any Christmas love songs? Anybody know any? Oh, come on, you know, you know some great. I mean, all of them, they're at least Christmas romantic songs or Christmas uh, flirtatious songs like uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. I really must go, Baby, It's Cold Outside. I think that's the worst song, one of the worst songs ever. (laughs) All right? First of all, what are the two of you doing there at the house by yourself? Okay, so, and if you got it, If you got to use an excuse, find something. And if, okay. Anyway, (laughs) worst love song at Christmas ever is by Wham. Last Christmas. Anybody ever heard that one? It is the worst Christmas song. It's not even about Christmas. All right. Neither is Jingle Bells for that moment. But but that's another topic. Okay. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone. What?! (laughs) Living Waters needs to use this as a theme song. Talk about relationally broken. I was in a relationship with you. I gave you my heart code. You gave it, to, you gave it away the next day. So because I messed up last year, I'm always going to remember, and I'll find some other one-nighter. well it's really the opposite of a love song it's not about love at all it's about wrong relationships it's about wounded people broken people people who are lost and are just jumping from one relationship to another people that have never experienced true love people like the people that are sitting here listening to me preach today how many have ever been broken before How many could, you know, you don't have to lift your hand right now. Please don't, okay, unless you need to. Uh, Anybody could have used this as a story, you know, about a bad time, about bad relationships. Maybe it wasn't Christmas. It could have been any day, but that, that wound of your life is there, and so... I mean, Christmas can be a very sad time for people. I mean, you just get up and weep. It can be a, you know, a trigger of depression. I'm not trying to make you sad. I'm, I want to work on that. But, but just think about the brokenness that people have. Somebody was so broken that they actually wrote this song and thought, here's a song that people can relate to. At the same time, Christmas is a love story. Did you know that? Christmas is a love story. You might think I'm going to talk about Mary and Joseph. You know, like Luke 2:4, Joseph also went up out of Galilee to a town of Nazareth in Galilee and Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house. In the line of David, he went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. I mean, all of that sounds it sound rich, you know. Joseph, remember Joseph? He thought, I'm going to put her away privately. I care about this girl, but she's pregnant and people are talking and there's rumors that are going on. And so, I mean, how many believe Joseph is a loving guy? Anybody believe that? I mean, Joe, what a great guy. I mean, he loved Joe. Isn't Joe a good man? Come on, let's hear for Joe right now. Joe! But that's not what I want to focus on today either. What I want to focus on today is helping you to truly discover the love of God and the power of love to impact our lives. And through this week, I want you to be thinking about the love of God and how it has impacted your life. Uh, I... Anybody remember when TVs only had like two or three channels and you actually had to watch commercials? Anybody remember that? Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I much prefer a, a television show either recorded so that I can fast forward through commercials or something on what I mean. TV is changing. Everybody understands that it is shifting massively right now. We're not. We're so far away from three channels and a TV antenna. Like anybody remember that? Come on, where are you? Remember that? So uh, we're so far away from that. I mean, it's 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 almost uh, like you know a phone being a can and a string. You know, that's how far away we are. But I have fond memories of uh, specifically Christmas. And uh, black and white television, or in living color with the peacock, you know. Uh, I have fond memories. I remember getting in trouble uh, before Christmas. My brothers and I, we were very young. I think I was like five years old in in kindergarten. And my brothers and I, we were just running around the house. And we we were getting ready to go to church that evening. And I remember mom and dad saying, you sit right there on that couch, and you don't get up. Now, that's a problem when you don't have a remote control. All right, there's a TV over there, and the TV is going. And I, I remember not being so excited about the TV as I was the commercials, uh, because they were toy commercials. How many know they don't do toy commercials all year, but come this season, there are toy commercials all over the place. But even then, there were great toy commercials, and I got in, I was watching, and suddenly the commercial came out. I don't even remember what the toy was, but I could not help myself. I jumped up off the couch and ran across the room and pointed at the TV and said, That's what I want! And then I got it. <laughs> Can I get an amen? I got it. Uh, It's also, I mean, it's that time where people are looking for deals. See, that's why, you know, we had the season. It's still out there. I mean, how many are getting all kinds of emails right now that you did not realize you subscribed for? All right. And uh, everybody's wanting to give you a deal. I actually got a coupon. Uh, In fact, whoa, hello. I just came on. I actually went to a store and, and Diana will do this thing where we'll get where just before we check out, she'll pull up her smartphone and she'll just see if there's any deals that we can get. Anybody get that? And she found one. I was going to get like 25% off, uh, and walked up there and she showed it to him. Sure enough, it looked like 25% off, but he wouldn't give us 25% off. He said because you know that's not for this particular. I don't know if it was like the wrong. Item or all I know is I wanted 25% and this dude wasn't giving it to me. That's all I know. And I'm because I'm not like anybody else, I'm I'm not different than anybody else. We were in in a store at uh, Harris Teeter behind some lady. Anybody get in the line and it's like nobody's in this line. You run up and get in the line and then you realize you are behind a couponer. Where are my couponers in the room? Okay, she had all these groceries, she bought them for two dollars put her hands up after she finished said, praise God. I just started praising Jesus with her. I thought, everybody wants a coupon. Everybody wants a deal. So here's my coupon for you. Here's my, here's my commercial that ought to get you off the couch. Are you ready? Ephesians 3, verse 16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being rooted, underline that, being rooted and grounded in love. this is better. Come on, this is better than 25% off. I'm going to start all over. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you now that through faith Christ is dwelling in you you will be rooted and grounded in love that because you are rooted and grounded in love you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and what is the length and what is the height and what is the depth And to know the love of Christ. Read that last line with me. To know the love of Christ which surpasses that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Praise God. Baby, that's a coupon. That's a coupon. I'm making a deal with you. How many would like to be filled with all the fullness of God? How many would like to know that which is not knowable? Huh. Praise God, the love of God. Now, just looking at the scripture so we can establish some things before I give you a few lessons. Somebody shout, faith. faith. When you accept Jesus, how do you, how do you receive Christ? By faith. Faith. Believing that He is and that He has come, that He came and that He is coming again, that Jesus is Lord. How many believe that by faith? Anybody? By faith. Faith the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, there is an evidence that you, cannot, that you cannot see. There is a spiritual evidence. There is substance to this. By faith, I put my faith in Jesus, believing that he is, that he has come, he will come again. And then you receive, when you put your faith in Jesus, you, you get this deal. When you put your faith in Jesus, you receive the gift of his love inside of you. Anybody ever just been weak and in your faith? Anybody ever felt weak in your faith before? When you are, Have you noticed that when you're weak in your faith, something that comes with this is the sense that you are not loved? Right? The sense that you're not loved. Let's, let's take it out of, of the Bible for a moment. If, uh, if you lose faith in somebody that you are in relationship with, you might say, you just don't love me. Right? Because your faith is directly connected to your love. So, so if you're weary, if you're, how many know if you feel sick even, you can feel unloved. If you're lost, you can't separate faith from love. But love is the great gift. I mean, there's, I mean, there's faith and hope, but the greatest of these, in Corinthians, Paul writes, the greatest is what? Love. love. The greatest is love. Love is the great gift that is acquired when you put your faith in the Lord Jesus let's do that right now let's put our faith in the Lord Jesus you ready to do this let's just say this Lord Jesus I believe in you I believe that you came as a child and you you died on the cross for me and then you rose again I believe that your sacrifice on the cross saves me from my sin Forgive me of my sins. sins. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. I believe in you. I accept you by faith. Come on, somebody celebrate that. All right, let's celebrate that. Come on, you need this. You, You need this season. You need this message. You need church this morning. I want to celebrate the Advent with you as as we've lit the the candle of love this morning. And I want us to focus in our studies and our prayers on the love of God. This message is going to be much better than Wham's message. Right? Much better than last Christmas I gave you my heart. I don't want what happened at your last Christmas to happen this Christmas. I want you to look with me. And we're going to look at the shepherds this morning in Luke chapter 2 verse 8. Do you know any songs about shepherds? Don't hear too many songs. I mean, uh, you you don't. I mean, you hear a lot about the angels, and the angels get a lot of props here, right? Uh, I was trying to think of songs about shepherds, and there is a song called The shepherd Songs, but it's not that well known. I think the one song that I can think of was, Angels we have heard on high, sweetly. Come on, where's where's my old choir people? Come on. And the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains, glory. gloria Sound Glory. sound beautiful. gloria. In ex Chelsea's day. Give yourself a hand for singing so well. Now notice there was nothing about shepherds in that. It's all about the angels. But the angels were singing to the shepherds. So the message of the angels to the shepherds, we receive it ourselves. But I want you to understand that it's to the shepherds. And I am teaching about love, but I want you to realize in this teaching that the great message of love, first of all, comes to shepherds. And in this, we're going to learn three lessons. One is uh, God already loves you. Come on. I need to talk to some people today. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, no matter what you're involved in right now, no matter what your brokenness is, no matter what your wounds are of your heart, hear this, Pastor. God already loves you. Somebody thank God for that. He already loves you. He already cares about you. Uh, You know, today, uh, I, I thought maybe, you know, last week I dressed somebody up like Mary did I get a guy to come up on the platform real quick? Some guy, run up on the platform. Any, any guys? All right, come on. Matt, right here on the front. Matt usually leads worship on Sunday nights. Good to have you, brother. Notice, no, stand right here. Matt, you took a shower or something today, didn't you? Yes. Praise God. I don't know if you're standing here, but, you know, I mean, I mean, it's a manly thing, but you smell good, okay? So thank God, all right? So let's thank God that Matt smells good today. Katie Lynn, are you thankful for this? All right, all right, so... Uh, Nice shirt. Really Christmassy, too. That's red. Even I know that. All right. So uh, uh, looking good. And, you know, washed your face and everything. So uh, I just want to make sure that that's okay, because this is what I'd like you to wear today. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but it kind of stinks, because it's been out in my backyard. Kind of wet and damp, too. All right? All right? All right? now, this is my shepherd's costume because how many believe in authenticity? Anybody believe in authenticity? Because sometimes at Christmas, we put things on people that are not authentic, and we call it Christmas. So I decided, I decided that we would be authentic, contextually accurate. All right? What you do not understand is that shepherds were the most smelly people. Because of their job. Come on, you know about that. You work out, don't you? You don't always smell like you smell right now. Come on, you can come to the gym, but you're not coming for the aftershave or the cologne. Uh, there are people that probably spray it all over themselves. But can I tell you, you cannot put enough of that spray on you to cover up the stuff that you stepped in. And, and so I just thought that, you know, it's got some things on it that are not odorless. And so you're really not interested in wearing this. Is that what I'm understanding? All right. Thank you, Matt. You can go sit down. All right. You're not helping me out. Go ahead, go and get on out of here. Thank you. All right. He doesn't want to wear this today just because it's a little damp. See, we do not understand shepherds, and we do not understand what took place with angels and shepherds, and why God took them. These were Bethlehem shepherds on the first Christmas night. There were shepherds tending flocks of sheep in the fields near the village of Bethlehem. And and this was odd that they would be doing this anyway because uh, there there are shepherds. It's not a shepherd with flock. It is shepherds with flocks, which is not something... That was done except at certain times of the year, specifically near the Passover time. And the reason you did not bring lots of sheep together at one time near a city is because when flocks of sheep got together, the smell was so bad that it would overwhelm the city. So you kept your flock away from other flocks because these shepherds would not be appreciated. Well, let me tell you some other things that's interesting about this. In Bethlehem, the reason that there were sheep in the fields near Bethlehem was because these sheep belonged to the high priest and their families. And Bethlehem, if, if you know the geography, you know that Bethlehem is a city that is high above. People, you can see Bethlehem as you're coming because it's located on a hillside. And there are these limestone cliffs. There's actually a place where the people who owned these sheep, the high priests and their families who owned them, they could go and watch over the shepherds who were watching their sheep without getting near them. These sheep that the high priest owned were the sheep that were provided for the Passover. They were already declared as spotless lambs that could be purchased by a family so that the family could go and make a sacrifice uh, at Passover. So they would come in large flocks around the Passover time so that the high priest could make a buck Because not only were they in charge of the sacrifice, they were also in charge of saying whether or not your lamb was worthy to be sacrificed. Uh, Somebody with me this morning. So now, does anybody feel like this is kind of like a thing? Here's something else that's interesting. The shepherds were not allowed to go to the temple. Because the shepherds were considered defiled. Because according to Leviticus, they had touched those things that were dead. You were also not allowed to be around feces. You were not allowed to be around nasty things. You were not allowed to be dirty. You had to be cleansed yourself. So if you were around this, even though, wait, wait, wait. I am selling the lambs that are undefiled, but because I work with the lambs, I'm considered defiled. Anybody see what's going on here? So you have the defiled people who are upset with religion even though they work for them. And who shows up in the middle of the night when Jesus is born? But the angels of the Lord, the same angels that showed up to talk to Zechariah about John the Baptist, the same angels that showed up to talk to Mary who said, you have found favor with God, you will give you, will, you will, uh, give birth to a son and we'll call his name Jesus. Same angels that speak to Joseph in a dream and say, don't be afraid to take Mary for your wife, for she's going to give birth to a child of the Holy Spirit. Same angels show up in the nasty field in the middle of the night and sing, glory. Anybody see anything strange about this? I'll tell you what's strange about it. What's strange is that sometimes there are individuals that are in this world who don't believe that God is interested in them. In fact, they will say things. Anybody been like that before? If I, if I showed up at church, the roof would fall in. You wouldn't be asking me to come to your church if you knew what I was doing or where I, would, I had been. In days long ago, ago, not so long ago, maybe yesterday, there were people who would say, I would go to church, but I don't have anything to wear. And, and I'm telling you this, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, the prophetic announcement to these shepherds says to all of us that Jesus Christ came. The advent, the love of God, which we are celebrating right now, speaks to everyone in this room. No matter what you have done, no matter what you have stepped in, no matter what happened relationally, if last Christmas is the theme song of your life, I want you to know that God loves you and sent his son specifically with you in mind. I think this is important right now. I think it's culturally important. I've been just kind of, I, I look at uh, things culturally and wonder what Holy Spirit is saying. Anybody do that? I mean, just whatever. God must have a word right now. And I, I uh, was wondering what would happen not that I read Time Magazine all the time, but I was wondering what would happen if uh, uh, with who would be named man of the year, or person of the year, and uh, they didn't name a person this year. They named Me Too as the person of the year. Anybody saw that? Me Too. Go ahead, just say it, Me Too. Just say it, Me Too, and you probably know what that's about. If you've if you've watched a little bit or paid attention to any headlines, Me Too has to do with individuals who have been uh, somehow abused somehow, harassed somehow, uh, and, and, and we've heard so many stories. I mean, all kinds of individuals who have been accused and now they've lost their jobs. How many have heard some of these stories? Anybody? And then we have the Me Too. And now, I don't know, I'm not, you know me, I'm not jumping on anybody's sides here. Uh, but uh, I'm not I don't know if you notice this I'm not a girl okay but uh, I do feel kind of like I got my got selected to be person of the year this year because I could hold up a me too sign I could I mean you know my stories you know my healing journey uh, and I I can't you know there are other stories that I'll never tell but I'm telling you this uh, I've been wounded before. Anybody else in the house been wounded before? Anybody? I got anybody? And how many have ever had a wound that just kind of stayed around in your heart? It's not just, no, I'm not talking about just intimacy. I'm, I'm talking about in your life that you've been wounded somehow in such a way that you look in, uh, at certain people and you say, if you only knew my story. Anybody been there? And people don't know your story. And, and listen, you don't have to tell your story this morning. But I want you to hear what I'm telling you. It is a possibility to stay quiet for a long, long time. And all that happens over the decades is the wound gets deeper. Uh, If you've been hurt, and uh, for myself, I could say that I've been hurt before until the power of Christ compelled me that my brokenness did not change his love for me. Somebody receive that. My wound does not change the way Christ feels towards me. However, He is interested in me. Somebody praise God for that. I'm also thinking about other individuals too. Alright? Because not only are there individuals that have perpetuated wounds in the lives of other who have been wounded, but there are also individuals who have been wounders. You know what I'm saying? Individuals that have done things in their life that they wish they had not done and they don't ever want to be found out. Am I right? It's getting really quiet in this room right now. I must be preaching good, so. Let me, let's do a hand raising right now. How many people in this room don't want to be discovered? No, don't raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. right. How many don't want to be discovered? How many, when people say, you know, one day you're going to be found out, you say, I certainly hope not. So I, uh, I want you to know, no matter which side of that coin you are on, no matter what has happened in your life, I mean, it's fine for me to talk about the Me Too community, but what about the individuals who have done things that are wrong? How many know this, that whether you have been hurt or whether you have hurt someone, Jesus loves you? No, no, we, I know what we like to do is say, no, we're going to put all of these people that have done wrong over here and all of these people that have been innocently wounded, we'll put them over here. But no, no, the angel of the Lord shows up to people no matter what is on your garments and says, Jesus has come to you. Praise God. Therefore, Having been justified by faith in Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has peace? We have peace. Why? Because we are justified by faith. What does that mean? That means I am made to be as though I had never sinned because of the work of Jesus Christ. Verse 6. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone might die. But God demonstrates His love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Wow. So... I want you to know... Somebody, tell somebody nearby you. Tell them, you're loved. Tell them, no matter what you've done, you're loved. You're loved. So that's part of His love. Now, because you are loved, here's something else. God wants you to experience His glory. Tell somebody that. God wants you to experience His glory. And you see this in Romans 2 and 9. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly terrified. And then in verse 11, he says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I I don't think we understand glory. Okay? Everybody shout glory. glory. What does that mean? What does it mean? Everybody goes, just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love this beautiful tree. You like the trees here? Isn't that pretty? Uh, fun story, okay? We're putting up sets. One of them fell over, hit the tree, knocked it over. I was standing all the way back here. Preston was standing back there, and I, and I said, oh no! And it's going like slow motion like this. Like this. Preston ran across the room, sacrificed himself, caught the tree before it hit the camera all right but and then so we pulled it back up kind of a heavy tree and, and we pulled it back up and set it up but see the balls and the ribbons a lot of them were all laying on the ground and Preston was covered in glitter which was hilarious all right? it's a great moment no video of it but it was great but you know what that tree looks like when all of the decorations are gone? It looks like you without Jesus. Anybody remember Charlie Brown's Christmas tree? They bring that stick out and say, we found a tree and it looked terrible until what happened? They decided they would decorate it up and start singing. Anybody, you know what I'm saying? There, listen, there, there's no way that you can grasp this moment of when the angel of the Lord stood before them in, in Luke 2 and 9 and the glory of the Lord shone around them. It seems like, but here, here's what the glory The glory is the power the magnificence, the influence. Listen, but even more, the tangible, overwhelming presence of the love of God. You want to experience God's glory? you got to go here with me because you think in in, in your head right now, yeah, he's talking about love. I get love. No, no, no. I want you to get... No matter how broken, how messed up, no matter what your sin was yesterday, I want you to first of all get that God loves you. And when you begin to receive the love and the forgiveness and the grace of God, then you begin to experience His presence, His His magnificence in your very life. And you begin to love walking in His glory. How many believe God is powerful? Have you ever experienced his power? That's his glory. How many have ever been a sinner before? Have you experienced his forgiveness? Anybody? That's his glory. It is the commode. It is the weightiness. It's the entourage. It's everything that God has. It's trying to figure a way to experience it. Uh, how many guys are like me and you just don't cry? Anybody like that? Okay, I do cry. That's a lie. I weep a lot. Forgive me for that, Jesus. He still loves me. Okay, so... Uh, I remember when Diane and I were married, it was a beautiful day, it was 1981, uh, and we looked good, and, uh, but it was like we were walking through everything, all right, she walked down the aisles, we got through our songs and everything, and and I was very moved by it, but uh, several years ago now, 11 years ago, is that what it was? Yeah, wow, at our 25th anniversary, before any of our grandchildren were born, our kids that had just been married, not for a long time, uh, we went and renewed our vows with just our family. And I had the same vows written, in, written down that we had shared 25 years before, but I just couldn't, I couldn't look at her and say them because I was so choked up. There were no people there except just our immediate family, but I'm trying to read the vows, and they meant so much to me after 25 years. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Come on, we're old people in the house. Come on, say amen if you understand. And, and so I, and it's, it's this, is I love my wife and I feel and have experienced her love. Listen, I was saved at five years old. At five years old I was saved and here's my greatest understanding of that miracle. I was sitting in a church and I've told this story so many times. I was sitting like right about where Cliff is in the church in Hamilton, Ohio, and all I remember is being overwhelmed and just putting my head down, and, weeping. and the only thing I can compare that moment to was at my 25th wedding anniversary when I renewed my vows. It was this sense of being loved and the sense of being able to be accepted by the Lord Jesus. I was only five, so I didn't have a lot of theology to put with it. And I'm telling you this. I tell you that when you begin to experience the love of God, then you will know the glory of God. At a morning... You know, I have a lot, of, you know, a lot of dreams that I receive from the Lord, but one morning, well, it was in the middle of the night, it was like, like three in the morning. I woke up at three in the morning just comfortable. You ever wake up at three in the morning and it's like, eh, what am I doing awake at three in the morning? But it wasn't that. It was three in the morning, and there was a fragrance in the room. It was just, there was no candles that were burning, There was nothing new in the room, but there was just a fragrance in the room. And I was just laying there, and Holy Spirit just began to minister to me at 3 in the morning. And I just lifted my hands and worshipped, because I knew that I was in the presence of God at 3 in the morning. It, it, It was just for a while, I looked around the room, I actually thought... God, are you going to manifest yourself? Am I going to see an angel just kind of show up in the room right now? And I looked around and I thought, for sure! But it was just his glory and his love, just the sense of him embracing me and loving me. Anybody experience any of what I'm talking about right now? I'm, I'm not trying to make if, if Pastor Rick has lost his... No, no, listen. Some of you might not even think that that's a possibility. What I'm saying to you from my heart is that God loves me. Even when I'm messed up, even when I'm tired, he just loves me and he wants to manifest his glory to me. Romans 8, Paul writes this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with glory which shall be revealed in us. Yeah. Glory, His magnificence, His power. Some of you are going through stuff right now. All right, let me close. In fact, don't leave, just stand up, all right? And we're gonna, I'm going to close this. Let me say this one more thing to you. God wants to fill you with His love. He wants to fill you with his love in 1 John chapter 4 verse 14 and we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of god read this god abides in him and he in god whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of god what happens god in him. and he in god All right, is this a metaphor or is this reality? So if you confess, let's just do this from our heart and believe in the Lord. We confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Ready? Jesus, you are the Son of God. Tell Him. Close your eyes and tell Him. Jesus, you are the Son of God. Anybody ever uh, had a struggle where you were trying to... It was this time of the year, and he's like, I'm just not into the Christmas spirit. Anybody been there before? I'm just not into it. I just can't. And I want to just look at you and say, what's that? What is that? I just don't feel Christmassy. What what do you mean? What do you mean you don't feel Christmassy? I'm just not into the lights. I'm not ready to go shopping. I just don't feel good. And I'm not busting on you. It's, it's not really about what I want you to have is not about having Christmassy feelings. It's about having Christ inside of you and you being inside of Him. Do you get that? That's, that's it. So I ask you, you know, I gave you all those candles the last Sunday of November. Did you light one? Did you light one? Some of you said yes. Some of you said, "Don't ask, Pastor." No, I understand. You know, if I got five out of a hundred lit, I would feel good. Did you light it? Did you spend time? I've been doing. This is what I've been doing. When I go into my office and I'm just needing to hear from God, I just light a candle for a little while, and I use that as my clock because this is a holy time. I just want to spend time in the presence of the Lord. Anybody get this? I'm trying to give you tokens. I'm trying to give you some, some substance. You say, I'm not, putting up, I'm not putting up any Christmas decorations. Just go light a candle and sit down and confess for a little while. How many have ever had to do this for a while? Just confess. Lord, this is what I feel. This is what's going on. It's that sea of the cats that I was teaching. You remember confession, adoration, thanksgiving, supplication. It's just spend some time in His presence. Now, I want you to read the backstory of this Romans four fourteen through 15. Read the backstory going all the way to Romans 4, 7, and 8. I love this. I've loved this for years. And I want to read this. Romans, excuse me, I said Romans. 1 John 4, 7, and 8 out of the King James Version. It's where I memorized it. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Go back to the other one with the KJV. Yeah, stay right there. Read that with me. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. How many have ever heard God is love? God is love. No, 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 We're so busy saying God is love, we don't read the whole story. Okay? All right. What here in? I don't know. Jesus. Hmm, I don't know if that will work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll work. Beloved, you remember this? Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. I'm teaching you a Christmas song. You're not singing it with me yet. Because you, you, some of you have got this and some of you think, well, that's a great homily, Pastor. Can we go home? I've got coupons. Okay? Listen, listen. If you don't feel Christmassy, it's because you don't feel love. And if all you feel is Christmassy because everybody's decorated and you're half drunk, that's not what we're talking about. Okay? Preach, pastor. Look around the room. Do you love these people? Okay, if you're not loving one another, then you're struggling knowing God. God wants to fill you. Come on. God wants to fill you with His love. I it Malachi, one of those... We had these Christmas calendars we passed out the kids doing good things. We revised and sent one to Malachi because I want him doing stuff for people. I want him loving each other. I want him to act on it. If you don't love, go find somebody. Make sure you always have money in your pocket when you see the red bucket before you go into the store and know that when you do that, people are being set free at the ark. Okay? I don't know. Give. Give. Take take an ornament off the tree on your way out the door because somebody that's in need, all right? But you're making, no, don't do it if you don't want to. But if you want to, do it, all right? Love one another. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another. So, I'm born of God. This is your shepherd moment. How many relate to these clothes? Anybody wave at me if you relate to these clothes. If you relate to being stinky and feeling undeserving. I want my altar team to come and stand. My prayer team to come. And, uh, come on, how many relate to these clothes? Anybody relate to them? How many have ever felt that you could not come into the presence of God or experience the love of God? Wave at me. Anybody like that? How many have ever felt recently, I'm just not loved and people don't care? How many have ever felt that? Recently, perhaps you felt that sense of I'm not worthy. I can't come into the presence of God. I can't receive the blessings of God. I can't get the healing of God. All the things that I want, I can't. The beginning of this is you just receiving the love of God. Bow your heads with me. Father, you've taught us so much this morning about your love. Now, Lord Jesus, is shepherd, standing in the field, some of us feeling as if we are a mess. We pray, Holy Spirit, will you come? Will you heal that broken space in our life? Will you come and let us, as we confess Jesus, be filled with your love, be filled with your spirit, be changed on the inner man? Would you come, Holy Spirit? I want to experience your love like I've never experienced it before. And I want to be someone who gives love truly from heaven and not from this earth. Heal me of my relational brokenness and change my life, I pray. In the holy name of Jesus. Now, stick with your heads bowed. There are some of you in the room that are struggling today when you walked in the door and when you leave, you're thinking about all the brokenness that you have. Someone has cast you aside. Somebody has hurt you or wounded you. Or perhaps you just don't feel loved. You don't feel worthy. You don't feel like God is hearing you or answering you. I want us to pray together that God would heal the broken places of your life and that you would experience the love of God now. You would receive the glory of God in excelsis Deo, the powerful message of the great glory, the love of God on your inner man. So some of you that are struggling, I want you to leave your seat. I want you to walk to the altar today. We're going to anoint you and pray for you that you would experience the love of God. That's right. We're talking to you. are talking to you. So leave your seats. We're going to sing. Come on, let's try to sing that again. As we're singing it, I want you to just start walking out of your seats. We're going to pray with you. We're going to work on the brokenness. If you've got issues, if you've got sin in your life, if you're sick in your body and you're hurting, we want to pray that God would heal you. Are you ready? Start walking towards as we sing. Beloved, let us love one another. For loveth of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not Knoweth not God, for God is love. So, beloved, let us love one another. Whatever your need is this morning. If you need healing, we want to pray for you. If you feel broken in any way in your life, you just need prayer for your family or your home, we want to pray with those who are in need. We're going to take a few moments and wait on you to come for your prayers so we can minister to people today. We Just wait a few more moments as people come. Come ahead. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're struggling and you feel a little alone, just take the person by the hand next to you. They'll come and pray with you. Father, we thank you for what you've done today. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your visitation. We thank you for your glory. When we leave this place, Lord, we pray that we would not leave without the understanding that we are loved, that you care for us. Fill us with your love, all of us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen.